0: Dave, is Duncan, back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, <laughs> Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Squidcore Duo. That's right, Squidcore Duo, Squidpisser. The band's new album, My Tadpole Legion, will be released on April 14th via 31 g and Sweatband Records.
1: Sweatband! <laughs>
0: I love this. Squid pisser. Um, (laughs) This is amazing. Slamming down dolphin corpses at breakneck speeds. The duo, which is comprised of Tommy Meehan on guitar and Seth Carolina on drums, have constructed a fresh and mucousy new alien craft powered by tightly controlled noise guitar, Savage primal drum work and gooped up vocal deliveries That might sound like a gaggle of frogs thrown into a garbage disposal Although the Squid Boys would not recommend doing this
1: Don't ever do that
0: No (laughs) Save the frogs Uh, Conceptualised and formed in 2022 The band decided to fully utilise Planet Earth's viral slumber In order to gestate, write and record two full length albums worth of material Throughout the year, Squid Pisser played a handful of shows in California and Nevada as a two-piece, and they continued the quest for further personnel and collaborators. Tommy Meehan's tight, controlled noise onslaught of (laughs) rainbow vomit, paired with the utterly brutal breakneck and savage drumming of Seth Carolina, merged to create a collection of tracks that have been forged in a totally fucked up and sonically chaotic storm of pus and goo. Their debut release, My Tadpole Legion, uh, is a mutated smorgasbord of songs and guest vocalists from projects like Melt Banana, Necrogoblicon, Cancer Christ, Punch, Locust, Wacko and more. Also featured prominently is John Clardy of Terra Melos on drums for three of the songs. Uh, My Tadpole Legion was mixed by Kurt Ballou, uh, at Godset Studios and mastered by Alan Douchess at West West Side Music. Okay, so um, Squad Pisser, yeah, so these were, these guys were totally new to me, um, probably due to the fact they've only been on the go since 2022. Yep. Um, but I, I heard the first, first single, which I think was Liquefied Remains. Um, and I was like, I was interested, but I was also unsure of how I would cope with a with a full album. Oh right. Um because, you know, from that one signal I was like, okay, this sounds kinda batshit crazy. This is like like the audio equivalent of snorting hot sauce and then being pushed off a cliff. It's it's not for everyone, Duncan. It's not for everyone. Um, (laughs) Um,
1: uh, Being a connoisseur of uh, mortuary reports, I can tell you right now, it's not anything that anyone's done before. (laughs) I don't think anyone has died by snorting hot sauce and then jumping off a cliff. Oh,
0: I'll
1: wait to be proved wrong.
0: Okay, (laughs) I will Google that later. (laughs) Um, Also, in the press release, um, there was obviously this mention that there was guests pretty much on every track. Yeah. So I also was thinking, I'm not sure how that, how's that going to come across? Like, I like a bit of consistency on albums, do you know what I mean? Especially vocally. Mm. So I was worried to an extent that this may come across a little bit, maybe convoluted or a bit fragmented sounding. I wasn't too sure. So unsure before I went in, apart from that one single, it got piqued my interest, but so I was much like... baggage you've come to this album. I know, I really am. <laughs> so much baggage. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. Um, turns out the issue, the issues that I was expecting, I didn't really have an issue with. <laughs> um, first I think firstly down to the length. Obviously, we need to mention that this is what between eighteen and nineteen minutes long. It's um, and although it's like it's, it's it's very jarring, very very chaotic, with multiple styles going on from hardcore to punk to math core to noise rock um, thrash but a grind that that kind of short runtime allows you to kind of take that 18 19 minute ear beating and not feel completely exhausted um the, the, I think the longest song is about three and a half minutes roughly um with the other eight tracks. Are all around kind of two minutes-ish. Yeah, the um, longest
1: track is like three and a half minutes long, yeah. but when you strip out the noisy intro, <laughs> it's really a minute and a half. True, right? yeah, so. true. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, the, the rest are a, a much shorter. Um, so, so none of them really overstay their welcome. Um, so to be honest, although I was kind of apprehensive, I, I never felt overwhelmed by this. Um, the first track on the album was also the first single, um, and I think... I think it's the only track without a guest um and it kind of i suppose it kind of sets the tone of what to roughly expect stylistically to an extent um it's you know it's, it's frantic it's contorted it's it's quite avant-garde but there are there are moments where they they kind of lean into a more kind of punk driven sound um and they give you something to kind of grab onto. Um, you know the the rhythm goes a bit more kind of straight down the line, and the riffs dial back just a little bit. The vocals even have a little bit of a hook as well. Um, and I think, I think even from that first track, that was kind of the key of how to make this album work. Even though it's very disorientating at times, there are little hooks that they throw in, um, and they'll they'll kind of replay throughout these songs to, to, to grab your attention. Um, the, the second track, "Violence Forever," which um, features Megan O'Neill. Uh, from, she was in the band Punch. She also plays bass in uh, King Woman. Um, that second track is is still chaos, but there are melodic moments in the guitar work. Um, reminded me reminded me a little bit of Sixth, um, where they start to kind of work up the fretboard. Um, and that really stood out. Um, Megan also has such a, a vicious tone on that mm. track that you can't be, like help but be blown away by the performance on that track. It's such an intense, like... 2 minutes 10 seconds Um, and I suppose even like I mentioned 6th there that 6th vibe doesn't really well it rears its head again later on in the album um, but more from a kind of vocal perspective um, there's a track called The Everlasting Bloat uh, which features Nicky from uh, Necro-glob- Necrogoblicon mm-hmm. um, and he has that kind of Mikey Goodman type vocal insanity um, I think actually if I'd listened to that and hadn't read who the guest was I maybe would have guessed that it was In Mikey way, Goodman yeah. um, from uh, from 6th but um, actually I, I did like the fact that they gave you a slightly different personality vocally on every track um, and they didn't go for um, like a load of vocalists that all sounded the same, either. Um, so each track does give you a little bit something different in that respect. Um, and I think that paid off um, because it, it created these moments that um, on the album that, that kind of really stood out. Um, the, the title track, Feeling Yakko of Melt Banana, was probably the, the perfect example of that. Her, her voice is quite um, eccentric, um, but that clean tone really works. Um, and amongst all the, the glitchy, kind of math core type workings of the track. Um, i think it's listening to an album like this it it happens so fast that it could be quite easy to overlook the, the playing on this album because there's so much going on um but if you if you sit back and kind of single parts of it out and um, like the, the guitar work or the drumming you'll realize how how fucking insane the playing actually is yeah. on this album um it may sound like very disorganized and erratic but this isn't an easy sound to to produce. Um some of the guitar work is especially complex. Um, very, very quick shifts from section to section. Um I can imagine this would be a, a bit of a fucking nightmare to record as well because it's so intricate at places. Um I think my, my only kind of like disappointment on the album was the, the kind of I suppose the tail end of the album um from track. Seven, uh, I think, was uh, Vibe Monster. I felt like it did start to lose, um, kind of lose their way a little bit. Um, the, the last kind of few tracks I felt were kind of lacking in a little bit of substance. Um, there was more, more kind of glitch and bizarre noises than, than anything else. So mm. maybe, maybe it was maybe a step too far for my tastes. But um, I felt like the last part of the album was me lacking a little bit. Um, production is actually very, very listenable for an album of this style. Um, I've well yeah you've
1: done yeah. it again <laughs> um
0: I've heard other albums that are in a, a similar vein to this that are you know they go for a very abrasive approach yeah. um but I think squidpus have, have' got um they've got a little bit of that but I think they haven't done it at the detriment of the music um it's still it's very explosive sounding but I think everything is is completely clear in the mix I think all the instruments you know have their own lanes. Um, and nothing feels too jarring or distorted in the in the production. Um so yeah, I, I enjoyed this more than I was expecting. From that first track, I was unsure where it was gonna go. I thought this could go like either way. I'm either gonna like this or I'm just gonna think this is far too much. Um but actually pleasantly surprised. Um what about yourself? What do you think? Um so
1: I remember seeing these guys in a post oh. Of right. upcoming stuff, you know, for the year. Mm. But I hadn't heard the tracks. So you'd heard the track and I hadn't. So yeah. I could tell from the visual gimmick <laughs> that it was going to be something off the wall. Cool. Yeah. So I didn't know exactly. I knew when you told me the run length of the album before you passed it over, and I was like that. I so it was like that. So it's a grindcore album. Right? Mm. Okay, um, I've, I can do. I've done Greencore this year. I can do it yep. again. Um, I think you may have heard this little band called "See You Next Tuesday." We reviewed their stuff earlier <laughs> in the year. Bring it on, Daddy! o and, and they're not really like that at all, um, no. even a little bit. And I mean that as a kind of compliment to them. I think, as extreme and off the wall as they are, they are surprisingly commercial. Mm. Like, and it's kind of twofold one the production like you mentioned is really clean mm-hmm. really radio friendly the yeah. music isn't yeah, but the production is really radio friendly mm. and then the second part is more than 50% of the tracks on here have hooky choruses mm. like they know they can craft that in the same way that uh, a kind of callous Dow boys can throw a curveball you know a catchy chorus, these guys do it as well. Granted it's not as saccharine yeah. as the Callous Dow boys by mm. any stretch of the imagination, but it's singable and it fits. Mm. Uh, musically this is about as like everything against the wall to see what sticks as as it could be. Mm. But it's very well measured. Yeah. Um the playing is great. And I mm. mean this across every instrument. The playing is great. Mm. And I kept expecting the bit to happen where my interest would fall over. Yeah. And actually never happened. Like even right. on Vibe Monster, Vibe Monster to me feels like two tracks. Feels like the track, which is the kinda of instrumentally build up into what is the actual song. Mm-hmm. But because the actual song is like a minute and a half, <laughs> like that, we can't have the instrumentally bit be longer, so we'll just make it one song. Mm. And as a result, it doesn't work. I will agree, I think the last three songs on this kind of feel like a lacking of focus. You come out of Vibe Monster, which is for the most part about 50% noise, 50% track mm. into Fuck Your Preacher, which is a 33 second almost spoken word, kind of yeah. very sixth-esque sort of weird surrealist like slam poetry session <laughs> um, into Lord of the Frog, which is a fine closer but it doesn't it's not a track where I was like, that finality, mm-hmm. I kind of just like finishes and then yeah. you're like, what yeah. am I doing now?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but everything before that, I think is stellar. I think mm. it's really, really, really good. I love the, get, the switching up of the guest vocalists. Yeah, I yeah, think I it adds flavor and character in a way where, like, I didn't know it was a two piece. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'd seen a thought of who I'm thinking is maybe the guitarist in his squid costume. Um, but I just assumed there was a lot of them. And I was quite excited about that because I thought, well, that will be fucking crazy to see live. I still think this would be crazy to see live because <laughs> I don't know how they pull it off. Mm. Um, but it's really, really, really well done. This is, once again, I sometimes feel like bands of this elk go the one step further to lean into a crazy gimmick mm-hmm. or lean into a crazy costume because their music is so out there that I think they think people need something to ground them mm-hmm. and the grounding of them is the image. Yeah. And I think sometimes that becomes a distraction.
0: hmm she so yep. you
1: spend so much time talking about what the band looks like and not actually about the musicality on the album. And it's really fucking good. Their drummer is an absolute tank. <laughs> A, like, total fucking savage beast. Mm. Um, guitar-wise, it's so much noise rock, but, like, fucking, he moves up and down the fretboard like lightning.
0: Yeah.
1: And all the other stuff that's crafted in here as well is mixed. The production is fucking phenomenal. Mm. The balance and everything. Like, there's no one point too far for me. And it holds together. And yeah, the big selling point for this is it's 19 minutes long. You can blitz through this one really, really, really fast. And then you'll go off, listen to something else and come back to it with ease. Yeah. Uh, I spun this a fair few times and each time I listened to it, the more I kind of felt it was growing more and more in me. I think this is, a like I say, a surprisingly commercial extreme album. Mm. I use Extreme once again in that it's music designed to be abrasive as opposed to designed to be heavy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's surprisingly commercial. Like, really mm. to the point that I'd like, I was, even after the second listen, I was just like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there's not a lot. It's like one of those, we could sit and talk about this for, and we almost are longer than the actual album <laughs> runtime itself. I could talk about it for 35 minutes. I still don't think I can convey what listening to it feels like. Mm. Um, But I will say this. I'll be very surprised if you go on with an open mind. Mm. um, When it finishes, you don't find yourself listening to it again. Mm. It has a moorish quality about it. There isn't any one bit where I've I've listened to some grindcore stuff or some extreme noise stuff that I've got to the end of it. I've just been like, oh, right, we're not doing that for a while. Um, Whereas Squid Pisser I found myself listening to it not straight back to back but maybe about 10-15 minutes later I was like right let's let's do second listen Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which I don't generally do in bands or albums like this so yeah yeah, I think there's a lot to celebrate here Um, how they do this live they'll have to work that out they're obviously doing it live but I would love to see where they go next and if we get more of just them Yeah, with potential studio musicians that round out the band, or if this is always going to be an ongoing collaborative effort, I think either way would be a success story for them, if I'm honest. I think they Mm -hmm. could pull it off either way. I like the diversity of all the different vocals on here. Just switch things up, I think it adds a lot of texture, but I know logistically that becomes a fucking nightmare to tour live. So, Mm. Uh, yeah, a lot to celebrate on Squid Pisser. Not nearly as gimmicky as I thought they were going to be.
0: Yeah, interesting. Obviously, they mentioned the press release that they recorded two albums worth of uh, of material. But
1: yeah, forty minutes. Uh, yeah, forty assuming, minutes worth of material.
0: I'm assuming <laughs> but, this is the the first of the two. So maybe there's something yeah. else going to drop later.
1: You do, you don't fucking drop a whole extra album recorded by Kurt Balu in the bin. You know, you no. release that shit.
0: No, you do. Yeah, you can release that.
1: Release the blue cut. <laughs>
0: um okay so um ratings for this one from squid pisser um uh i i don't i don't think is an album everyone will get on board with um but that being said i found this surprisingly easy to digest Mm. more than i thought it would be um with more memorable moments than i was expecting uh for for an album of this style Um, i think the musicianship is great production works really well with the the personality of the album um, was every track a hit? No. Um, I thought the end of the album did lack a little bit of consistency. Um, but, at, you know, 19 minutes, um, not a massive issue. Um, I'm going to go 3.5 on this one. Uh, Duncan, what are you thinking?
1: I'm coming in a point five higher than you. I, I, there's, there's so much to like on this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and not something I would usually lean into at all. Mm. Uh, so yeah, four. I think this is, I I actually think I'm going to go slightly again, Steve. I actually think there's more an audience for this than you think there is. Oh, you, you think, think so? so? Yeah, I do. I do. I think. I think there's. I think if you are solely brought in with the gimmick mm. and like going with a relatively open mind, I think you'll come away with even if you don't like the entire album, you will come away with a good handful of songs that you like. Those are fucking bitching. So. Mm. Four. Okay.
0: Um, so that is Squid Pisser and their new album My Tadpole Legion um, out on April 14th uh, links below to the band um, and the uh, the pre-order as well check it out it's on Bandcamp as well um, let us know what you think um, have a little listen um, stick some comments in below happy to hear your thoughts and opinions on it
1: I'm sure you will have opinions it's the yes. internet internet has opinions So always <laughs> just one or two um, we occasionally hear about them Dave
0: occasionally occasionally um yeah this one could be interesting so uh, let us know um that is the review thank you for checking out we'll be back with another review very soon but until then take care speak to you soon
1: bye everyone